Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From... Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios. This is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the podcast where we consider beach views crowded with men in suits, underfed, red-sweated children looking wistfully over crumbling bridges and one-eared donkeys set against solid blue skies as we attempt to understand the memories, meanings and stories held by picture postcards. I'm Tom Jackson and today I'm delighted to say my guests are writer Chris Power and actor and writer and performer Simon Kane. Simon and Chris, hello and welcome. Hello. hello. Thanks. Now, Chris Power writes uh, about books, uh, and particularly short stories for The Guardian, uh, but he's recently put his plots and his characters where his mouth is in his own collection of short stories, um, Mother, which is uh, resonant, quiet, unsettling, um, with moments that stay with you. And Chris comes to us today with a extremely blurred postmark, a blizzard of different postmarks. Why are you so uh, shy to, to nail yourself to one place, Chris? Uh, I think it's because I've uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to to travel quite a bit here and there over the years um, between study and and holidays and uh, visiting friends and weddings and stuff. Um, and I think I've just it's become apparent to me that I seem to to notice more and pay attention more when I'm when I'm out of my my comfort zone kind of grew up in the home counties lived in London for for 20 years um but when I'm here I seem to be in a furrow and my head's down and I'm not really noticing and when I'm anywhere else uh I just seem to be more attuned to what's going on I don't know if it's because I haven't got my headphones on or I'm just you know looking around me more so when I came to I found in in my writing I was I was constantly sort of setting things overseas you know places I'd been um seem very resonant to me so I think I have to I have to uh, I'm, a, I'm a can I say global citizen or is that is that a very 90s phrase I'm global not sure citizen eternal wanderer but is that <laughs> do you that. find is that because you you, you need the strangeness to, to give a perspective on 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 the normality in the everyday or I think that might be it I think there is uh certainly it wasn't intended as such but alienation kind of arose as a theme in my in my stories, something that that um, sort of a- attracted me, um, and obviously, if a character is is away from their home, away from their support network, away from the familiar, then you can sort of um, their location can kind of embody or echo their own sense of dislocation. I suppose if you travel, you've got an excuse to feel alienated, mm. and uh, mm. it might suit you, or it might not suit you. <laughs> and Chris, do you still send postcards? 
I hadn't for many years, and then when uh, when Mothers came out last year, I um I kind of started sending them again because uh, I was lucky enough to receive some from from readers who said they'd enjoyed the book, and uh, and I was sending copies to various friends and acquaintances, and I would be uh, yeah writing a postcard and sort of tucking that in. So the, that's the compliments in the book. Postcard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I kind of got back into it and kind of fell back in love with them and realised what a what a what an excellent medium of communication it is. Well, you'll get no argument from me. <laughs> um, now, if you keep an eye or an ear or an eye and an ear on comedy, um, you will know Simon Kane. Um, you may have heard him in Angstrom, the Nordic Noir spoof. Uh, Catherine Jakeway's North by Northamptonshire, various John Finnemore enterprises, um, and you may also know him for his work with the Shunt Theatre Collective. And, of course, he's a writer too. Um, he's written for Mitchell and Webb and his own uh, cult radio comedy, Time Spanner, um, and more besides. Um, Simon comes to us today with a, a pair of postmarks. I think one southwest London, one Los Angeles. Yeah. How, how do you... I, I didn't take the shuttle bus between those two locations. How does that work? Well, there is... In my mind, there's actually quite a similarity between those two places. You asked me for a postmark. I, as I hear Chris talk, I'm thinking more and more that I'm in a holding pattern between places. <laughs> but I know these are two places <coughs> that have struck me as feeling homey, uh, where I go, oh, yeah, I could function here quite well. One of those places I did function, that was when I moved, finally moved out of my parents at the age of 25 to Brixton into a house share between Brixton and Camberwell. Uh, Loughborough Junction, and uh, I stayed there on and off for 14, 15 years. Wow. Um, Same place? No. Or moving around the area? I house share with friends from university, and then they left, and then more friends came in, and we all were quite creative. And then there was a fire that I may oh. have started in oh. 2009. And uh, fortunately, um, everyone survived, and uh, I, I, I uh, but the, the the house was a, a, a temporary write-off. Oh, then I moved uh, briefly to a gated community in Clapham, and then moved back in with my former next-door neighbour, okay. um, <laughs> called Morgan, who was uh, 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 whose artwork was all over the place. You, if you've ever been to Peckham Rye, he uh, did the. Totem pole there. He's become more and more involved in community art, and I think, and this is something worth talking about. I think he was finally uh, evicted from that house yesterday. Yes. He was there forty years, um, and because I'm such a coward, I've I sort of sent a message on Facebook saying, "Sorry, love you, but I haven't really been in touch with him." So, and and that, yeah, that's. Uh, but that road uh, felt a lot like home to me and that area felt a lot like home to me and I think when I first moved in there in 2000 there was something about it reminded me of Sesame Street <laughs> and, and, and no one went no one tutted you right. and and yeah I, I and yeah there was just there's a creativity there and a safeness there that was partly due to the fact that certain people were frightened of it I and, see what you mean, and, yes. And, and I think but if you're on the inside it's different yeah and I think that's we were talking briefly that's quite all our experiences of South London in a way that North London don't quite understand <laughs> how. I've, and now Why I'm can't we get along? Well, yeah, and now, 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 now I've, I've, I've moved into a very nice place with some friends at Mornington Crescent, but the, the pace is completely different, right. and I... Well, I still haven't emptied all my boxes. <laughs> and I, it's, I feel a bit like Blake. I go, yeah, I, I want to... 
get out of Soho and walk on Peckham Road. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles. The Angels in the Trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least the murals of the Angels in the Trees. <laughs> Yeah, but, and, but Los Angeles. Did work take you to Los Angeles? No, um, I. That's. I went to Hollywood on my gap year, between school and university. <laughs> no mucking about. No, I. Well, I, I, I moved out with my parents and stayed in a, 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 a flat share vicarage uh, by Battersea Park and saved up some money. And then, I mean, I was I, I was given all sorts of help. Stayed with friends of my family's, who were actors and performers, and so I stayed with actors in Los Angeles, British oh, actors. Okay on the grounds next to them, which was a nudist colony. So I actually stayed in a tent in a clothing option <laughs> colony called Elysium Fields, where I would garden. And um, they were expecting me there for two weeks. I didn't know I was there for two months. And and, <laughs> and it was and it was incredible. And my, my uh, parents, my dad particularly, is a huge fan of old Hollywood and Disneyland. And so there was... Um, and I'm a huge fan of films and television and that... that cliche about you go to America and you feel like you've walked into a film was there. But also, I my first experience of there was, oh, this is beautiful. It's a shame what people have done to it. I returned there five years ago and I realised, no, people did the thing that makes it beautiful as well. Yeah. And I've, because I know a lot of actors who go there and have hard times there professionally, I never went there professionally. I went there and Los Angeles felt like a huge workshop. Right. You didn't have that weight on your shoulders. No, I didn't have no. that weight. I didn't have that weight on my shoulders. Because he wasn't wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must yeah. have helped. Uh, I, I've learned the values of sunblock, particularly as I'm a ginger. <laughs> that was one very, very ugly day where I actually Ooh. came out in blisters and we had to break mm. open the. Uh, what's the what are those cactuses called? Aloe vera. Aloe vera, not yes. alopecia. Yeah, no. <laughs> and just stick that on my back. Yeah, so I returned there. 20 years later with Sunblock and realised that a lot of the freedom I attributed to being 19 and travelling the world was also just down to what being in Los Angeles felt like. And I considered how many people go there and make things and I thought, this was pre-Trump. Let's put it like that. Mm. This, I, I felt, if you were a time traveller coming to, like, the beginning of the 21st century, you could probably still... That would still be a good destination Los Angeles, not necessarily because of film and television, but just because of, well, again, living next door to, uh, and then living with Morgan, the, the street art, that, that, that ground up. Right. Not ground up as in with the teeth, but like from the ground up. Yeah. Sense of just going there and creating stuff. So you um, like you like the, the the hum of activity around you. Things. Well, not so much in Mornington Crescent, but I like <laughs> I like the the idea that, that I li I like that people have space to make work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I like. Very good, very good. Well, you have you have justified your choice a hundred percent. Oh, can I'm... I also just say I really like that? I, I realise the light there is the light used by um, artists who did the front covers to uh, secondhand paperback science fiction novels. Really? I love that. You go and see the light and the landscape. You go, oh, that ah. that you know Asimov cover was based on those mounted. There's yeah, there's something about the light that is. Very 70s science fiction. Wow, so that, that takes you back to stuff you read yeah. and as, as a kid. Maybe like you, I feel it feels quite escapist. Yes, mm. yes. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure you can live somewhere that you're escaping, though, because then that you're st you, can't, you, you stop escaping, don't you? I think Once you, you can. No, no, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you, you, you can't, and then you move somewhere else. So yes. You go, oh, yeah, that, that I was... I guess if you're not native to it, you can still preserve the maybe the romantic ideal yes. of it that you but have. And also, none of us are anywhere very long. So, you know, yes. life is transient. So you, you just go there. And if you still feel a little bit, I mean, it's the experience of exiles and refugees. They mm. end up yeah. somewhere and they make it their best. That's what you do, isn't it? Mm. Well, on that happy note, um, Simon, when did you last send a postcard? 
I don't know. I um, I I when I send cards now, it's to nephews and nieces, and they're very happy. They just want money, so I send <laughs> cards to fold, and I can decorate that. Um, but you're out of the habit of sending them. I am out, but it was it was it was a sort of habit that was. As we talk about quite quite a creative thing that I also did in notebooks. There was there's a creative thing of adding to it and doodling. And there I started a blog twelve years ago. And that sort of when I first started going, well, what do I blog about? I thought, well, that can be the space where I create things and preserve things. That's not what it is anymore. It's much more video based because you know everyone has broadband now mm. and has for ten years. But there was a so it was like of, a scrapbook of sorts. Yeah, and I, and I used I, I had notebooks where which I would decorate very much like I used to decorate postcards. Uh, mm. But now I, I communicate with people in a different way, and I'm and I and I make less stuff, and I read less stuff, and uh, yeah, as I said, because you're earning a living. Because <laughs> I'm because I'm, I'm in a holding pattern. Because I, I yeah, and and also because I think there's a sense of community you have in your own. 20s where you're all sending stuff to each other and that breaks down when I was looking through when I found the box of cars I thought oh great I've got stuff to bring in a lot of it was from uh, when I was in hospital after the fire and that was that was the last big oh, burst gosh, you of were cars in hospital then? oh yeah for it two was... and a half weeks yeah in the Nightingale ward in, in Whips Cross and and yeah that was a, that was a bit of an emotional punch in the guts and you just get that sudden, that sudden outpouring of love and then the record of that and yes. uh, and and uh, well, one of the cards I brought in was was post that, which I've received. Um, but well, yeah, we, we, we will we will get it's become we will a get far to more that. bohemian thing. I think sending postcards now maybe more of a conscious decision than it used to be. Maybe it was just something you oh, used yeah, to absolutely. do, and now you have yeah. to think think carefully. And and of course, it's often done with an ironic touch now as well. Yeah. Well, before we discover the cards that uh, Simon and Chris have brought along, I'll give you a quick one of mine. Um, this is of course a postcard from the past card, like I do on Twitter at past postcard, uh, an old card from which I've selected just a part of the message. So this is a card from the early 70s. Uh, the date is obscured. It's, it's St. David's Cathedral, um, the nave of St. David's Cathedral. It's rather nice colours, actually. It looks a bit like a, a, mm, yeah. a painting, but I think, it, it does. I think it's a photograph. Surprisingly flat roof for a cathedral. It, inside, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, well, the, the card, it's uh, sent to Lancashire, Bolton, Lancashire, uh, 10B postmark, and it's sent by someone called Jeff to his mother, uh, significantly. And the bit of the message that um, I thought had uh, a resonance for me was, please could you send another pound? Everyone hasn't enough money. Explanations <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all I'd say, no explanations required yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that pound will sort it out. How well, old was that? Well, early 70s. I think a pound would have gone right. quite a long way. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say how long, but... Um, I don't know how Mum was going to send the pound to Jeff exactly. Postal order? I that's think. a thing, isn't it? That, yeah, that's it definitely, used to be. Yeah. How much uh, would it cost to send a postal order? Oh, I think that would be pennies. I think it would still be worth their while. Anyway, Jeff's desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Explanations later. Um, I'll do one more quick one like that. This is 1974. It's Countisbury Hill, which is in near Lynmouth Bay. Uh, but it's actually posted from Taunton in Somerset, sent to North Wales. And um, an interesting insight. Um, you're, you're both writers, so you can take what inspiration you require from this. Um, forgot to tell you, Jennifer wore that trouser and dress you sent. <laughs> Brackets. 
shiny lurex. <laughs> I have had my hair cut short and had a perm. Norman likes it. <laughs> so that's two. Who's that from and two? There's a lot to unpack. That yeah. is context. Is from Pauline Norman and family. Right. So it's to a family friend or a relative. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, and um, it doesn't. It's, it's to Mr. and Mrs. Usher. So it's it's to neighbours, I think. Uh, or possibly possibly other relatives. But um, what is l- lurex? It's, it's a sexy spandex. <laughs> yeah. Spandex that lures the... I think the, it's... Uh, I, I, Jennifer wore it. Exactly, I guess. Yeah. And this is and shiny lyrics. Lyrics. Shiny lyrics. Uh, it might have been even sparkly, I don't you know. You don't want to... Matt Lurex is just not... It's just, it's like just it's all a bit odd because... There just seems to be too much information about things that are <laughs> alluring, from the lurex to the bubble perm that Norman likes. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's an, an incredibly polite family. That uh, I, yeah, that, that seems of, to be sent by someone in the habit of writing and keeping in touch with people. And if they're neighbours, it's like not necessarily friends, but that's got, oh, small writing as well. Oh, like, so, yeah. yeah, so you're it's right. One those, it's one of those run down to the bottom and <laughs> fit it all in. Yeah, I've but don't s- go over into the right. I've got so much to say. Um, We're not yes. weirdos. We'll does it keep, also we'll start right with love too? Well, I think there's an, an after, oh, does it go? There's a sort oh, okay. of PS at the top. Love to nanny. Oh, nice. Just in case, because you know what nanny's like. If you don't mention her, she's going to be oh, so. Yeah. You'll never hear the end of it. So it's a bit like Finnegan's Wake. It's uh, it's a loop. It's. <laughs> It is, Chris, very like Finnegan's Wake in so many ways. <laughs> Thank God I now no longer have to read Finnegan's Wake. I can just read two or three old postcards. <laughs> to let you know at home, images of all the cards we discussed today are on the blog, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, so you can see for yourself we're not making this up. Uh, now, Chris and Simon, you've been kind enough to come along to the studio, the rather warm studio, uh, with postcards of your own. Chris, let's start with... Some cards you've got in front of you. What 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 are we looking at here? So um, this 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 first one. It's actually a pair. Um, one is a uh, a postcard, a picture from uh, Sea World. Uh, oh, in rather controversial these days. Is it? Florida, yes. And I like the, I actually like the design of the card. It's got a kind of scalloped edge, which oh. I guess is quite sea well, sea appropriate. In the postcard world, we call that a decal edge. A decal edge. Sorry, oh. I should know that because that's a book <laughs> a book term as well. American books sometimes have decal edges. I've found from Twitter that uh, they really anger some people. Decal edges. Yeah. So why would you have a decal edge? It's an accident. I don't know. It sort of makes it look like you've <laughs> you've cut the pages. Carving knife. Sort of thing. Sure, it's yeah. that. It's yeah. that. Yeah. But pre thumbed. <laughs> um, and it's a picture of a of a seal jumping through a hoop. I'm sure it wanted to do that. Is it, a it seal? wasn't being coerced. Well, I think seals do quite like doing tricks. So um, I, I don't think that's controversial. No, they're not like yeah. whales. It says so, performing no. seals star daily in the delightful seal show at Sea World. Oh, if it's delightful, so, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's something to do. They require. They know they require something to keep them interested. Yeah, and that's. Uh, should I should yeah, I tell read me. it out as, as much as you feel comfortable? Okay, well, this says, uh, "Dear Christopher," which makes me feel a bit formal. It's like <laughs> I'm being told off. This uh, must be from a parent. No, it's from <laughs> it's from my best friend at the time. Oh, okay, uh, this is back in 1989, so I was at uh, early years of secondary school. Oh, that's interesting, yeah, because I would have I would have not been in such close contact with this guy. I mean, he was a best friend from primary school. Oh, so, oh, um, so she, right, so she'd known you from when you had your name on the peg at primary school. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it says, greetings from America, brackets, well, Orlando, really. An interesting distinction that I like. Um, yeah. We've already seen SeaWorld, Miami Beach, Disney World, and I have a suntan. P.S. I saw Wayne on TV. Now, when I read this, I was just struck by, who's Wayne? And I cannot, yeah. for the life of me, think of who it is. It's not um, Wayne like Wayne's World, it's not. No, eighty nine. It would. No, it, I don't. Soon. I think it's too soon. You would have remembered um, a Wayne though. That's that's a rare. I can remember name. a Wayne, and certainly if it was a Wayne who was on TV. Yeah. I, I, so you, it's the the implication is it's a mutual friend who's on TV. No, it might have been. Right. It might have been a character that we loved, or a, or a. But I, my my memory is completely blank. Um, I think you need to write a story about this. <laughs> which which makes it a partner with this this other card that I received a couple of years later in 91 um it's a postcard of New York it's 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 a pretty st- standard oh, image of the Empire State That's Building Empire State. and it's got oh, the it's got the <laughs> <laughs> differently lit it's got the twin towers in the back That's the Eiffel Tower yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know loads about I these things I think it's Blackpool illumination yeah. <laughs> um posted in Trenton New Jersey uh and this is a postcard from uh, a young woman, um, and she writes, uh, At the moment, on a rather fun-filled sightseeing cruise around New York, I have discovered, A, the home of Barry Manilow. <laughs> discovered. <laughs> B, the Statue of Liberty is rather green, actually. Um, I would have liked to have drawn my view, but I'm sure you realise that such a small postcard cannot fulfil my full artistic potential. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed Ibiza, and I'll see you soon. Oh. Love, Wendy. Um, and similar to Wayne, maybe it's just the names that start with W thing that affects my amnesia, but I, I can't remember who Wendy is. Uh, wow, there, are so, I, there are so many. There are so many, but I wish I could, because it's a really lovely card, yeah, I think. She, she, she um, cares. I know it wasn't, like... A close friend. I'm still in touch with lots of my close friends from then, and I would remember them. But um, and it's definitely to you. It's definitely to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And I really have no idea. But uh, and it also reminded me of of um, going to Ibiza, which was my first uh, like solo holiday. A friend and I went to Ibiza after so you'd been in Ibiza when she wrote this. I guess yeah. I would have been. I would have been. Uh, I would have been there the month before. Um, and I went there because I'd been reading about it in The Face magazine. And like many uh, suburbanite kids, The Face magazine was like my lifeline to, to glamour and hipness and what, what the cool kids were doing. I was Absolutely. reading about rave culture and the party scene in Ibiza. You reading about I was like, it. I wanted to go there. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's where I'm going then. That reads like an and interesting that's, rave. And that's where I went. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm intrigued by this discovering the home of Barry Manilow. Mm. Is that is is that a, a tourist attraction or? Well, you don't so, discover tourist attraction. Maybe. Well, she do. talks about a site. I found the British Museum. It's amazing. <laughs> There's a leaflet. She in the talks hotel. about a sightseeing cruise. So around, I assume they someone pointed out. You know, oh, I see. So she discovered it in the sense that's that someone Barry pointed at home. It. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. I, I can't so. imagine his. Are we imagining a penthouse? It must be nice. Probably Lewis Lane flat. Probably a pied de terre. You know, he's probably got some. What is a pied de terre? Isn't it just a sort of a, a flat in the city where you occasionally stay? Okay, yeah, a foothold. A foothold. A foothold. Yeah. There you go. But I think you're right. I think Barry Manilow would have a just off Broadway uh, penthouse looking down hmm. and then spends the rest of the time in Florida looking at SeaWorld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raining seals. <laughs> it's, all, it's all interconnected. 
Yeah, well, that's very good. So these are normal, old-fashioned postcards sent to you, but you have gaps in your memory that mean that they are mysterious. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, and I guess that sort of, that's what's so sort of tantalising about postcards sometimes. And what I love about them, the fact that, that sort of, their brevity is kind of baked into them. You know, yes. people don't have to apologise for being brief. That's really their only But option. what's unusual is, that, I mean, the cards I get, by definition, they are orphans. They're, they're, they're missing from the people mm. who wrote them and sent them, and, and I appreciate that, and I kind of exploit that. Yeah. Mm. When they're sent to you, you're meant to know the message, Chris. <laughs> it's true. It's a long time ago, you know. Years later, you might think distant relatives would say, oh, it would be lovely to know who those people were. <laughs> this was about ten years ago, and you can't remember. How often do people come in with found postcards is it always stuff they've been sent well i always encourage people to bring personal because Ah, it's probably better story yeah because the the stuff that you found it can be astonishing and historic but at the same time it's nearly always a a a shortcut to a dead end yeah because you're just guessing yeah um and i suppose if we were doing a podcast about postcards that would be great. But I like to think we're doing yeah. a podcast about people. That's uh, so many via the those, medium. Though. Well, people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. People podcast. <laughs> this is po- pe- people via the... Anyway, too many, but I think, <laughs> too many Ps. I think that's what intrigued me so much about these because you you, you sort of... You know, I, I'm, I've reached an age, I'm in my almost mid-40s, where where the there are gaps... Yeah. In my own life, yeah. let alone in in our sort of you know family history or whatever it is, that's that's sort of this is a yeah. piece of my past that's that's lost. Maybe weighing on TV in a kind of uh, in a kind of unimportant way. But Wendy was a was an entire person who, yeah, I've, yeah. who I've forgotten about. But, but perhaps she's she's changed then. She's she's moved from being a memory to being a sort of literary construct. Hmm. So she's halfway to being in one of your stories because she's not part of you. She's part of some words on a page hmm. now. Mm, what a strange thing. But I think it, I think we'd probably all find the same if we went back and found... If we were lucky enough to, to have held on to the cards, mm. there are those things you say, I cannot remember what that was. Yeah. You know, well, They're really good, though. I'm really intrigued. I'm certainly intrigued by a whole relationship with someone who you don't even know who they Yeah, it's, were, an, un, it's an uncanny are. feeling. Wendy, if you're out there, um, this would be a perfect opportunity to get in touch. Or Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah. Barry, you're, you're, well, the door is always open for Barry. <laughs> So, they're great. Simon, what have you got in your first tranche well, of cards? I've, now, you have got old cards here, I think. All, oh, yeah, yeah, old absolutely. Or repurposed. Yeah, or... but these, I've, 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 I haven't done the brave thing Chris did of bringing in. I did find, looking through the shoebox once, I found the shoebox cards from people I didn't recognise. I don't know what that is, but I've, I've got a much more kind of Desert Island Discs route. And, and, and in your job, you do come across a lot of people Actors meet a lot of people oh, yeah. briefly, don't they? I mean, Although my, for want of a better word, career is is a lot of getting work from friends and oh, working okay. with friends. Right. Um, so they do, you do maintain yeah, a relationship? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've, I've, the first one I'm going to show, it's, uh, I think... Uh, Maybe a coloured old photograph or a, a doctor Ooh. photograph or just an illustration yeah, of... Yeah, i Well, it, I think the message, the front front message has a little glückwunsch zum Gehutstag. I don't know what that means. Lots of uh, German people looking merry, Happy holding birthday. frothing beer and a bottle of champagne. Isn't Is that what that means? Gebertstag, I think, it's birthday. That may, oh, yeah, yeah, something, something. Happy birthday! Don't know. There you go. Well, that this is not a birthday card. Um, but they're having a good time. 
Yeah, Maybe don't know whose right birthday time. it is. Someone has brought in a plate of flowers or oysters. Um, but really, uh, I, I was happy to find this because it it's indicative of a stage in my life when sending postcards to each other was really cool and there was a way of doing it. Yes. Um, and uh, th so this is a picture that means nothing to me. I think it was sent by a friend interrailing. Inter uh, there's a nice stamp that's not over the space you're supposed to put the stamp because that also has a nice picture on it. So it's from Germany, I think. Uh, Am I right in saying that? You could be. It's Berlin. Too, too dark. Yes, yes. Um, from, from Berlin. Yeah, and uh, dear Simon, and then in block letters, more men are using creative mumbling as a stepping stone to honest communication, which is a phrase <laughs> that is just lodged in my head, means nothing, but it's... Uh, it's good. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, it's a real gift of a phrase. Uh, why is there a champagne bottle if they're all drinking beer? Uh, love, Natalie. And then, and then this is this is really indicative, of a, a much smaller message written underneath, which then goes to the right-hand side of the card, so you have to turn it on its side. And then another arrow pointing. And this is still how I sign cards to my nephews and nieces. Just, you know, going on a little journey with the writing. And I'm not sure if you want a personal opinion. And it's basically just about there's apologising for there being so little to this message, going on and on and on and on and on, <laughs> turning around. And then you have to turn it upside down to read the last bit, uh, apologising profusely. It's just having fun yeah. with words and the joke and showing off. Mucking and, about. Yeah, and th uh, that was lovely to receive. And also... There's, there's, it's just, it's a, it's a normal stamped postcard. There's something really nice about an object just being received in the mail, not in an envelope. That yeah, Menegode yeah. quality of here's mm. a thing I made and I've I've turned it into something that's nice to look at, and now it's just going in the post. I'm not covering it in anything. And when we went to university, I think we'd just send each other postcards. And this is yeah, I just you didn't need to have anything to say you used it almost as sometimes the blog you'd use it as an inspiration to go I'm going to make something I'm going to send it to you we're all the bees knees we're making work isn't this great um, I think the way the way the, the words go around and I've not really thought about it before the way they have these people muck about with the layout yeah that is that is the typographical or the orthographical equivalent of banter isn't it in the in the best sense the sense of it's mucking about with the way you say things mm. just to be to share a joke oh yeah 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 it's, it's not it's 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 very much a shared experience you're going to enjoy it as much as they enjoyed writing it yeah yeah and you're and and you're you're whole it's it you're holding the object as well it's about the object. Yeah, it's, it's, not in, just it's in their sticky hands, and it'll be in yours. Into a thing you're going, yeah, and you, you have to do something with this thing you're holding oh, in, order, yes, in yes. order to communicate. Yes, you wouldn't have is, to do that on your phone. It's a, it's a physical thing. You're right. Yeah, you're this is a, right. this this is a thing. That's the image. This is I'm putting the stamp there, not there. It's going to have a postmark on it. It's just, yeah, it's 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 creating something. It's slightly artistic, and and that, yeah, that's always a happy experience. And the other one I brought in is probably the last of that school. Um, this was. This is not stamped. This I think was received in a small hat box wow. of little treasures I was sent as a housewarming post the fire. I mean, of just things. This is from uh, my friend Jeremy, and I had like dongles and wire and a little stencil set. I mean, stuff he could have worked wonders with. I didn't make that much use of. Uh, I'll describe the front of it first. It's sepia. It's it's. Uh, not as old as it looks because this is one of the postcards I would have 
I have indeed. I, I, I tore it down from the shelf. It's blue tacked up as a little bit of decor. It's a tiny little picture. And I thought it was a garret. Actually, looking closer, it is a... What is it? A black... Uh, I can't read it now. It's the, it's the blacksmith at Gretna Green, where, where you go to get married in a hurry. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, covered with painting. It's, it's, it's actually that. Oh yeah, my God. I think it is. I think that's where, you know, when people would run off yeah. to Gretna Green yeah, to get married. Capital of, right, uh, but they yeah, didn't get the married UK. at the blacksmiths. They, they just, did. Oh, at the blacksmiths. I think so. <laughs> I think that was the idea. And oh it, my it's God. a very, very common subject for postcards. I suppose because it's romantic and a bit, um, mm. yeah. a little bit transgressive as well. But also, none of that comes across from this. <laughs> I, it's an artist's garret. That's good. I'll put it up and then I'll have something garrety about wherever I live because I move quite a bit. This is, and Jeremy was a, a friend I made at university who did uh, basically... Uh, I, I won't put on a pretentious voice. It's true. He, he changed the way I thought about theatre and how you put on plays oh, because goodness. I used to think... You cast the right people in the right parts, and you put them all together, you've got a play. And then he did a production of King Lear, which was nothing like that, and... And just really made sense to me and, and worked. And, uh, yeah, then we'd go and do... We did a show up in Edinburgh where out in the streets where we could change the route every three days and just using that city as a backdrop was incredible. And it was, a yeah, again, working with a bunch of friends and artists doing great work. Um, and, yes, like Morgan, Jeremy is another friend I've sort of too spineless to really keep in touch with. But anyway, he sent me this box of treats, and there's Simon, if you're... And this is... There, there's capitals as well, which I will stress. And this isn't entirely not how Jeremy speaks. Simon, if you're up for or to it, you could do a performance above, in brackets, paid in the Miscellaneous Festival, and, of course, if not, then later on soon. Love, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Jeremy. Does That's... this make sense to you? <laughs> yes. He, 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 he was now uh, no longer in charge of a... Uh, a drama space in Cambridge. He stayed in Cambridge or returned to Cambridge. Um, and again, even there, the, the paid is above the word. That, that you're using the writing as a, a slightly mm, yes, slight yes. formative way. Um, and of course, you can go back and add things to writing. You yeah. Can, oh, absolutely. You, know, you can you can add, you can um, customize your own own text yeah. in a way that the flatness of a digital image doesn't. You can't really yeah. do that in the same way. Oh yeah, no, uh, exactly. And that that's something. Yeah. If it, you can't do if you if you turn it to a blog, um, yeah, and and that yeah that's like probably the last postcard from a from, from just a friend I received rather than from say Auntie Meg or Auntie June. Yeah, uh, uh, so that that sort of friendly postcard thing just died out there. Gosh, you found you actually you've actually chronicled the moment. Yeah, I think I, and, and part of that is just to do with social media. You are much more in touch. In a in a in a very um, what's the word virtual sense with people um, than you are before. Well, normally at this stage, um, I would do another of my uh, hopefully amusing cards from uh, from postcard from the past. But because um, Chris's book is called Mothers and features some mothers, um, I pulled out from my um, beautifully catalogued collection this morning some postcards with birthday messages to mothers on them. So birthday cards used to be postcards very often wow. um, in the 20s and 30s. So I thought these were quite uh, intriguing. And I think they've all got rhymes on them. Mm. We've got uh, yeah, the, we'll the mellifluous Simon Kane here. Perhaps you can give us a... <laughs> I'm recording especially for Hallmark. Happy birthday to my dear mother. There is a coloured... I guess these are lilies. That That's from the context. May the lilies of the valley, pure and white as angels' wing... Bring you all your soul has longed for, as their birthday offer ring. 
Yes, you you've done that your rhymes. best with that one. <laughs> I slightly showed it up. Uh, these are these are yeah these are all these are these are all going up on the site. Uh, roses for love and pansies too, with sweetest birthday thoughts for you, <laughs> mother, dear mother, oh my. Oh dear. <laughs> Many happy. I mean that's you know it's sweet the stuff and and then you don't really have to write much on the back and and the final one, loving birthday wishes to my mother. This is your birthday, mother. Greetings, fond and true. I hope that many sweet surprises come today to you. Oh, I mean, there you go. It's no, it's no worse than you get in a greetings card now, I don't think. Yeah, Do you think this made me think of Guns N' Roses, this one? Cause, <laughs> really? Well, I wonder if Sweet Child of Mine was, oh, the, last, was the last title of a popular <laughs> song to use the... Very, what, Edwardian O apostrophe? You see in Victorian poetry and Edwardian oh, stuff, but sweet child of mine mother has got that. Well, I was looking through Vintage a box field of postcard, they uh, postcard, postcard birthday cards. <laughs> they definitely cards. did. And ones to children, so dear mm. son, dear daughter, yeah. often have a picture of a, a, a sweet boy or a, a pretty girl. Mm. Um, but the ones to the mother don't, have, don't tend to have a picture of an elderly lady. They tend to just have flowers. So <laughs> these are t Two of these are definitely from children as well, you can tell, because these are just oh. learned, joined-up handwriting. Very nice. And Dorothy then, and Relda. Yeah, and then this one, I think, I could just be from a child much longer ago who's much better. Dear Mum, just to picture a very happy birthday... But oh, well, they're from children. That means they're not living with their mum. So they're from school. I guess oh, I don't know. Possible. One's handwritten. One doesn't have a stamp. So that could have just been. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yes, this one doesn't have an address. So that the one with the yeah that would have just maybe been that came with again. a big box of chocolates. Yeah. Many happy returns from Dorothy. It's it's pretty. It's, it's straightforward. pretty boilerplate, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but the message is on the front. So That's true. She doesn't That's need true. to elaborate. The That's the All clever Mark thing about a good card. And it's not going to dress, so she's, she can, you know, say more. <laughs> yeah, you, the present she gave said, said a lot. Loving more. messages to follow in person. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. My guests today are Chris Power and Simon Kane. Now, Chris, what's the final card you have for us today? The final card I have is... Um, it's a postcard from uh, Rome. It shows a, it's an aerial shot of oh, St. Peter's. Um, it, from, a, from a helicopter? I guess, from or maybe from a, some sort of divine, divine cloud, maybe. <laughs> um, Very tall tripod. It is right above <laughs> Vatican City. So, uh, maybe it was taken by God. <laughs> Check the credits. <laughs> Someone, yeah. St. Aloysius Ascending, apparently. Took the photograph. Oh, there you go. Um, this was addressed to me in uh, Swansea, where I had gone to university in the autumn of 1994. Um, and it's from my dad. And uh, it says, Dear Chris, Rome is cool. Now, you don't know my dad. If you did know my dad, if he's ever used the word cool, and he hasn't just been talking about the temperature, then he's only ever used it with, with massive uh, sort so of quote that, marks about it. So are you saying he is talking about the temperature? No, no, I think he is. But he's what going. I think he's doing is he's trying to, uh, you know, I've just gone away. I was the first uh, person in our family to go to university. So I think it was a new yeah. experience for okay. him. And I think he's just trying to. Right. Down know, with the kids. He's trying to talk my, talk my language. Um, he says, Rome is cool. You would love the excitement of the place and the nightlife, which Goodness. all respects my mum and dad. I'm yeah. sure they didn't really sample the nightlife <laughs> particularly. But and again, if they, if they did, you don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But he's talking my language. And then he says, uh, went to St. Peter's today. JP2 sends his regards. Um, <laughs> Good. How disrespectful. <laughs> well, my dad's, my dad's Irish. Uh, both my mum and dad are Catholic. I was raised Catholic and then... Um, then went a different so way, JP but too, um, we're talking about, that's uh, John Paul II, the Polish, the Polish, pope. the Polish Pope, um, which is a much cooler moniker, isn't it? The Polish Pope. <laughs> yeah. It's got some, yeah. some swing to it. Um, yeah, I think I was struck again. This was a this was a card I'd I'd sort of forgotten about its existence. I I did know who my dad was uh, when I was looking at it. Unlike the other two, oh, I, was like, mean, oh, yes, I remember yes. this. I remember this person. Um, but I think uh, yeah, I was just touched by that sense of. You know, it's it's a jokey card, but I think he's sort of um, he's writing almost in the way that a little like you were talking about, Simon, with your friends' cards. Like my friends and I used to send a lot of postcards on holiday, but we'd never talk about anything we'd actually been doing. We would just yeah, make yeah. up ridiculous stories, and I wouldn't bring any of them because they're very ju juvenile and puerile. So you're still and embarrassed just, by them. See, well, I find them very funny, but it's that kind of thing where you know it was all like sort of coded jokes and yeah. private yeah, stuff yeah, you sort yeah, of yeah. built up over the years. So it's sort of, ironies of it's youth. impenetrable ironies of youth. Yeah, and probably pretty embarrassing. Um, but he's, in a sense, doing a similar thing. You know, he's adopting a character, if you like, to sort of bridge the, the gap between us. Because when I was, what, 20, uh, there was quite a big mm. gap between us. Like nowadays, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've had kids and we've got more similarities in our lives and there's less of a need to sort of find a language that helps us communicate we can we can communicate better than we did then um so i just yeah i, I find it i found it quite a 
quite a touching thing and yeah. sort of took me back to that that moment when I you know left home and struck out and gone to Wales and and was he the postcard writer he was the postcard writer the case? Uh, no no um, I've actually got uh, another one here that's from my my mum in her much more looping uh, looping uh, okay. script my dad's got kind of uh, oh, it was always called doctor's handwriting yeah, although he's not a doctor but it's it's almost it's illegible yeah, mum would uh, would typically write the card. So again, that's quite striking in its own right that he that he had written this card. He he felt a he felt a need to to communicate with me, and it was only yeah, it was a month after I'd after I'd started university. Ah, well, you were vulnerable and away from home. Vulnerable and away. I, from I bet home. he felt he it was good to send you a card. Mm. I mean, very historically, postcards I think have been seen as slightly feminine, mm. and there's probably more. More wives than husbands would write mm. the cards, and more mums than ah. dads. But I mean, not 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 universally so. Yeah, yeah. But I think just slightly more. Yeah, yeah. I think that was true when we went on family holidays. We went to the Isle of Wight every year, and uh, yeah, there'd be like a card writing day when mum would get this sort of cliff of uh, of cards out and 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 churn through them, and occasionally ask you to add a message or. Oh yes, yes, you know, yeah. To that, say uh, your yeah. piece. that was the job to keep in touch. I was born on the Isle of Wight. You must have some lovely oh, yeah. postcards of Black Gang Giant. Oh, I love Black Gang Giant. You must have as well. I've got one or two. <laughs> the mouth yeah. of hell. I, I, <laughs> kids running I, I always say the same thing about the Isle of Wight, which is, well, two things. The first thing is that the Isle of Wight's main industry seems to be postcards because <laughs> there, there, there are simply postcards of every inch of the Isle of Wight. <laughs> and everyone who visited the Isle right. of Wight bought a postcard because right. it's what you do. Um, but the other thing is that uh, Nye and Son, um, who are still in existence uh, on the Isle of Wight, are now Britain's longest established, still working postcard publishers. Really? I didn't Wight, know that. Yeah, Isle of Wight is the is, oh is to some extent holding the flame for for postcards in Britain. So that's uh, amazing. Yeah, and, and the family business, and they're still going. Appropriate. I wonder yeah. if they made. Uh, I read a, a biography of. Uh, Ivan Turgenev, the Russian writer, right. who uh, I, th I believe he completed Fathers and Sons, so one of his, arguably his greatest uh, novel, uh, in Ventnor, in the Isle right. of Wight. Right. And this biography quoted a postcard that he'd sent to someone oh, from the Isle of Wight. I wonder if it was a, a nigh. I don't think they went there that far, but when was he writing So that? this would have been the 18, 1860s, I think he wrote Father and, Fathers and Sons. He well, wouldn't have been to Black Gang China then. Possibly was, not, certainly he, not, not to Wild he, he West Town sense. anyway. Yeah, he didn't yeah, have the, the joy one, yeah. of that. Or the Stegosaurus. That was my, oh, yeah. my favourite spot. Well, isn't there a, yeah. a, a gnome village as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, Tom. Of course there's a gnome village. Which I think I'd do a trip to the Isle of Wight. I want to go to Isle of Wight and, find, and see these More sites myself. It's the only fun fair where you kind of went back going, I wonder which part's fallen into yeah, the yeah, sea yeah, this yeah. year. Oh, uh, really? Rapidly declined. We say rapidly, but I mean, it's still there. And it's, it's true. That's know, true. We're both in. It felt rapid <laughs> at up to the time. It felt like parts of the fence, parts of the park, would be fenced off on some visits, yeah. and they'd had some slippage. You know, they weren't yeah. sure if they were going to lose that it part. Very good. Well, uh, thank you for for showing us those cards, Chris. Now, Simon, what's the last oh, card you have for us? This opens up a world. Downer. This one. No. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's. Okay. One of the things that came in the box that Jeremy sent with this postcard was blue tack, and even though I'm 44, I should probably be less excited about finding blue tack. As I say, I'm <laughs> still put postcards up, and and this is one of three I bought from the Guildhall when I first found the Guildhall Gallery. I'm not sure what it's called. That seems to have too many A double L's in. There's a there's an art gallery in Guildhall, in uh, the city of London. In the city yeah. in the city of London. Yeah. 
which has some incredible, huge painted panoramic views of what London used to look like by contemporary artists. Um, it's it's wow. a great gallery. Sounds good. Uh, what, as, as much as anything, what I do these days, um, I have done for a while, is do uh, 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 tours. Uh, that's uh, that's what keeps me performing and gets me money. And these are tours set up by friends I made working at the London Dungeon. Uh, I'm only right next door to Shunt, where I used to work as well. Uh, a friend of mine, Ben, started something called the Ghost Bus Tour, and it was a bit like doing stuff with Edinburgh in Edinburgh with Jeremy because you were you there was there was a theatrical aspect to it and and uh, and uh, and a sense of using London as your backdrop and uh, and jumping on and off buses, slightly mucking around with space, and then my friend Peter I came bet they're up. Brilliant, with, they are. They're really good. Um, they're, 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 I mean, they're boiling at the moment. It's a black 1960s Routemaster bus. Uh, <laughs> oh, black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, painted black. So he bought a 1960s Routemaster bus and then made the inside look like a, a seance parlour. Oh, a Victorian seance parlour. Amazing. Which meant uh, when they wanted to do a family-friendly version during the day, Peter Davis could turn it into a Jules Verzian, Vernian time machine, uh, which okay. is all de decorated almost entirely the same. And uh, I, I, I do something called a time tour, and you, you go around and pretend to, to have visited these places. So I found Guildhall very interesting. Also, Ben came up with a, a Jack the Ripper walk, which I occasionally do. Uh, anyone who's work to the London Dungeon is sort of not obsessed with Jack the Ripper, but feels responsible for that as a form of family entertainment and... and, and curiously. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, curiously. Um, if Matt Berry used to go to the London Dungeon, everything he's ever made references Jack the Ripper at some point. <laughs> is this, that right? You, you've explained yeah. quite a lot in a sentence. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> um, right, so this this is a postcard. This, this is of a huge painting. It's a tiny postcard. You can barely make a any detail. It's from 1890. So it's a bit pre-pop art because it looks a bit like it was made from a collection of photographs, but it is of a single scene. Um, it's outside the Royal Exchange next to the Bank of England, and it looks like the Lord Mayor's show. And everyone's... It's wet streets. It's a grey day. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance. Everyone's looking miserable, yeah, in, it, including... It, they're, not, they're not having the fun and games you might expect. The, no. The sky is, is, is looming. There's rain on the ground. And the, the sort of dynamics of it, that there's a very powerful perspective going on. And the figures yeah. at the front are kind of crashing out of the picture at you. There's, 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 there's more there's drama of, than you'd expect. Yeah, there's a sense of bustle in the crowd. Uh, but, there's, yeah, there's something funereal about the guys. And I thought, Definitely. oh, this is interesting. And then I looked at the title, and it's the 9th of November, 1888. That is the title of this picture. Now, that is the Lord Mayor's show, but that is also... Uh, the 9th of November, it's not called the Lord Mayor's Show, it's called the 9th of November 1888, which is when uh, Mary Jane Kelly's body was discovered Goodness in me. 13 Miller's Court. She was the, the last of uh, the victims of the killer we call Jack the Ripper. And uh, yeah, that was in the house. It was it was an absolutely horrific mutilation. And I don't know if the artist knew that and is referring to that with the title. And And that was sort of the mystery of it because I go, is, is this what is the 9th of November 1888? Well, it was certainly in the public consciousness very oh, high yeah, at that absolutely. time, wasn't it? And, and East London, well, the city is the way to East London. So. Yeah, oh, no, so the other side of uh, the Royal Exchange is Bishopsgate and, then, and the other side of that is Artillery Passage and what was the Mackenzie Rent. Um, so I've no, I, I've no, that you could absolutely read that as 
painting of here in the city of London, amongst all the pomp and circumstance, something incredibly dark and nasty has happened. Or you could just look at it as a really miserable uh, celebration of the Lord Mayor. Yeah, um, I mean, there's no celebration. It looks like no a funeral no. procession. There's no, a single. Exactly like a there's so procession. many uh, faces, very, very, you know, painted with great detail, and none of them are smiling. They all look either solemn or miserable or mournful. In a way that's sort of very 20th century. In a way that if, mm. if you if you you were commissioned to come up with a huge painting about. The, the last murder, Jack the Ripper, you would have done this. Mm. For some reason, I decided to buy a tiny postcard of it and stick it up. Well, in, no, uh, I think it's resonant, yeah. isn't it? Certain images do just sort of vibrate with meaning and you can't oh, quite yeah. stop them. And this is, I, I say, this is bought from a gift shop. This is, this is one of them postcards where you just want to own the painting. And that was, again, something that I associate much more with my late teens and early 20s than more recently. And there's, and a, there's, there's a sort of footnote, a postcard footnote, of course, to the... Um, the, the, the Jack the Ripper um, events and the killings is that, of course, there were a number of postcards sent mm. oh, yeah. either by the killer or by someone. Uh, oh, oh well, well, I, I, I would say nothing was sent by the killer, including the, the letter with Jack the Ripper on it, mm. that whole Batman aspect. But the murders was a complete. But they, but they were adopted thing. by the police, and posters oh, yeah. were made. So postcards themselves were very much part of the story, one way or another. And yeah, and then and and then were copied by later serial killers, and it's based on a. And going back to Twitter, it's sort of the idea that these these being fake letters would be anonymously sent for publication about mm. gratuitous things. Not gratuitous. Um, what's graphic? I can't think of the word. Horrific. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. Horrible <laughs> horrible murders and mutilations carried out on homeless women. And you would, a, a Victorian gentleman would sit down in the evening and pen this and get this published. And you go, yes. well, yeah, that's, that's quite Twitter as well. Yes, there were sick people out there as there are today. Yeah. Well, look, thank you both so much for sharing a very, a real mixed bag of, of postcards with, with varying emotions and mysteries in them. Um, I'm very thrilled that you did share them with us and the listeners. Um, another quick reminder that images of all these cards are on the blog, uh, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, including this last one from me in the past postcard style. This is Beverly, the North Bar Beverly. Beverly in Yorkshire? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's all gone a bit blue. I don't know if it's faded in the sun or something. But um, this was never sent, uh, but it had been written on. And the message reads, um, someone's not having a very good time, basically. She's written to... We don't know who it's from. There's no, it's, it doesn't get as far as the signature. It sort of peters out. But it's written to someone called Alicia. And they say... I'm bored. <laughs> brackets, as usual. <laughs> And I'm sitting in the dining room in front of the TV, wondering whether to turn it on. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you could see it might be someone in the in the depths of depression, but I think it's it's a sulky child by the looks of it. Um, it's remarkable. Well, it's very neat writing. It's, isn't it's it? tiny writing as well. Uh, and yes. a big, big mistake: never start that small. <laughs> you're never going to fill the space. I guess. I guess they turned the TV on. Maybe that was it, yeah, and switched on whatever it would have been. I don't know, Challenge yeah. Annika or um, uh, who, who knows? That who was knows? always on. But <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let uh, Simon and Chris back into the overheated Fitzrovia streets, um, I've got one more postcard for you to look at. It has become the habit for us to end the programme with one of these. Ah! Mm. Amazing. What is it? Like, uh, have you played it yet? 
I'm guessing it. Is it a re- it's a record, is it? It's a flexi-disc, right? But on a postcard. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's the same technology as a flexi-disc. Well, flexi-discs were, I think, a little bit thicker because the, the, post, the, the, the record element of this is incredibly thin yeah. on top of a postcard. Right. And this is a decal edge, Tom. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> with a central of an, perforation. of an expert. <laughs> yes, with a spindle hole. Some well, give. Uh, young Tom has been watching patiently next door. He's woken up and... Um, he has the technology, perhaps, to play it to us. Oh, the pipes. You can never name that tune in one, can <laughs> this, this takes you back to those Edinburgh trips. <laughs> Is it Sweet Child of Mine? <laughs> it, could be, it could be. The original. Well, I always said the same thing. It's not bad for a piece of cardboard. No, not at all. I, I don't think I want to listen to anything more high-def version of that. That's, as, <laughs> that's an accurate representation. I thought you were going to say you don't want to listen <laughs> to any more. Thank you very much. No, 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 that's, that's <laughs> I would understand that. I would forgive that. <laughs> well, as the Highland scene rotates at 45 RPM, that's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, Chris Power and Simon Kane. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.